See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. Alright. Welcome to Slow Robot A Go Go, show number 25. Wow. Who thought we'd ever get there? That's right. I hope we have many, 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 many more. My name is Mao. You can hear us. Uh, make sure you check us out on slowrobotagogo.wordpress.com or check us out on iTunes, just you know, type in Slow Robot A Go-Go. Or you can hear me and some of my other friends doing some shenanigans on bunchofdorks.com, or, of course, Bunch of Dorks on iTunes. And who's here with me? Dr. Morbius. Dr. Morbius. And what kind of uh, online shenanigans do you have going on? Oh, well, there's that, uh, there's that crazy two-dimension podcast, that no- podcast with no direction... Basically about comic books, which is, I think it's finally on. Yeah, I guess so. I think, I think we're finally on iTunes, but yeah, that's yeah, definitely so, check us out. So check, We've got some real crazy episodes coming up. I yes, can tell you. from what I understand, this uh, this last week's has gotten really out of hand. Huh? Out of control. Wow. Insane. So that's sometimes that's good, sometimes that's bad. Well, it depends on how out of control you get. See, I learned I learned my harsh lessons early on. Uh, <laughs> I used to, what I, I, like every Friday is when we do the bunch of dorks podcast. Right. You know, after a long week, blow off some steam, and I'd be j- drinking beer. You know, and I'm on air, and the other two dorks that do it, they don't drink at all. Like so, uh, what happens was, I would sit there and get more and more drunk, and then I was just like easy target. Like they would, they would, they would like incite riots. You know what I mean? <laughs> they would just get me angrier and angrier all the time, like on purpose. Like so, I, basically now I don't drink on Fridays. I do the show and then I say, okay, get out. And then I drink Saturdays. You know? Yeah, that's I, awesome. I like to drink once a week, but not like they don't like not when I'm gonna just get like made fun of and like really kind of <laughs> not, not even made fun of. They would just goad me into like Same. some rant or mean stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and and when you're on air and you say that kind of stuff, you're saying that forever. Oh, and wait, we also have in the other show yeah. here, Punchy. Pun- Punchy, the world's dumbest cat. So She's Punchy. grooming herself. She's grooming herself as we speak. And she looks like some kind of a space alien. And you know what? That that That, that is a great parlay into, into this week's wonderful cinema experience. Uh, yes. I was looking forward to this week because I love me some 50s sci-fi. Yep. Yep. And yep. this is atypical right down, straight down the middle of when you say, hmm, I wonder what 50s sci-fi is. There's about five that are right there. And this is, if not in that top five, pretty damn close. Yeah, this is a this is the classic B-movie sci-fi. Yes, it is. Drive, driving all day long. Yes, brought sir. to uh, Brought to you by our, your friend and mine, Roger Corman. Yes, the king. The king. And what is the name of this wonderful... This movie is... It conquered the world. It conquered the world. The nineteen what fifty six right fifty six nineteen fifty six B movie classic made made in the same year as uh, the uh, what call it Invasion of the Body Snatchers. That's right. Now, what year was my all time favorite? I, I should know this. I, th- I want to say it's fifty five. Um, the day the earth stood still. Oh, that was uh, earlier. Fifty two. I think so. Okay, yeah. I I knew it was fifty two or fifty five. I think that was a little earlier. Because yeah, yeah. that one, that to me, that is actually my number one all-time favorite movie. 
Um, it, it that, sometimes it's number two, but it's always either one or two. And and like when it, when you say, okay, what's your top ten movies of all time? Um, I just love that. Now, obviously, not the remake with the little precocious scamp and the Jake goddamn screwing it all up, and you know, but the new, the the old one, the very good one, the one with feeling and heart and caring. That's the one I really like. The old, uh, the one with uh, Michael Rennie. Yes. Clatubaradnik too. Yes, and Gort. Gort, yeah. Big Gort ass Gort. So anyway, uh, but that we're not talking about uh, that one. We're talking about It Conquered the World. Right. Roger Corman, one of his early uh, sci-fi movies. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, definitely. He, he w- it, was, it was something different. Now, um, okay, who's in this one? <laughs> Peter Graves. Awesome. <laughs> Mr. Phelps from yeah. Mission Impossible. Yeah, and... Um, and also Peter Graves from biogra- Biography. Biography. <laughs> if anyone even remembers that, I couldn't believe he was still alive till like yeah. 2009. Yeah, but guess what? His brothers, uh, James Arness, Matt Dillon. I think he's still alive. Huh. Well, well of course, when we and do Matt read- Dillon and, and uh, James Arness was the thing from Another World, the original thing. He was the monster. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Wow. So there you go. It's a small world, man. Yes, it it's is a small Hollywood. world ready to get conquered by Jupiter. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> no Venus. Venus. I'm sorry. Venus. Yeah, I'm right. sorry. I misspoke. I, 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 you know. So um, of course we do a lot of research for these movies, some more than others. But I mean, I, I, I write up. We always our friend and everyone else's IMDb. Yeah. So I'm looking up. Okay, a lot of these people. I looked at them and I was like, huh. They were alive in the 2000s. Like I, for some reason, I thought Peter Graves was dead. Like, Mm-mm. like since the 60s or 70s, you know. Yeah. Uh, so he was a lo- around for a long time. The uh, the the villain or the heavy, not the alien, but the like kind of the treacherous turncoat is none other than what is it? Bright eyes or blue eyes? What what do they call him? Bright eyes. Uh, oh, bright eyes. The bad. The bad. The, yeah, the, the heavy. The yeah, bad. The uh, bad. Bright eyes. None other than bright eyes. Ninja Master. That's right. Um, Lee Van Cleef. One of and the great villains. A very, very young, steely-eyed, thin Lee head Van Cleef. Yeah, everything. head full of hair. This is way before Nasty, Master Ninja. That's right. Uh, this That's is right. Way, well before a lot of his stuff. And boy, was he young. Oh, yeah. This might have been one of his early movies, if yeah. not maybe like his first or second. He was good. Yeah, I, he was real good. He was a very good actor. Or it was a great western. I don't know if he's still alive or not. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't, I don't either. So. But yeah, he he's he was he was almost always a bad guy um, until he was a little bit older, you know. Death rides a horse. It, yeah, death rides a horse. That's right. Oh, he, he, he oh is. he died in 1989. Oh, that's a while ago. Oh, he's okay. long dead. But yes, he was. Uh, oh, he was also. Escape from New York. He was the general, or he was the colonel in that. Remember that? Oh, that's right. That's I forgot right. He yeah. was in that. That's right. <laughs> What's it gonna be, Pliskin? So yeah. Well, so, he was he was he was in two of the Leone movies. He was in uh, for a few dollars more and uh-huh. in the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. I in the good in the for a few dollars more. He was he wasn't a bad, totally bad guy, but in the no. And you know what? They, they seem to cast him a lot like that. Like yeah. he's not the he's not the 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 right down the line. I'm a bad guy. Right. Bad guy. He's kind of the good guy gone bad, maybe, or the guy who's bad when he when it profits him, yeah. and good when it profits him. Like you know, he's out for him, but you know, in like he, Django. Yeah, he's likable though. I, yeah, I, he he I, even even in this role, I like I liked him, and he oh he played a that his ideals were pure, 
And he yes, he, did. he believed in his crazy brain that he was doing the right thing. Like he wasn't out for the mustache twirling evil. No, no, he wasn't. He, he was just he was just a whacked out scientist. Yeah, he was wronged by the world and pissed off and wanted to write everything and he got played for a pigeon. <laughs> yeah, by an alien life form. Yes, and an alien life form it was. Oh god, yeah, like an <laughs> alien carrot life form. Now this is one that if it got redone it would suck. But if it got redone, it would look a hell of a lot better. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like the yeah. the special effects were, mm, eh, they were bad. Well, I mean, not bad for the time. They were decent. That like yeah, this is kind of like sci-fi. B sci-fi movies and kung fu suffer from the same thing. They have to figure out new shit. You know what I mean? Like every kung fu gimmicky kung fu thing, they have to like figure out something that's gonna set them apart. Something that's gonna say, "Oh, you remember that one?" Or remember? So that's where the gimmicks come from. Yeah. You know, yeah. Master of the Flying Guillotine, or the, or, yeah. or you know, like they all have to have Crippled like some master drunken master. Now, some of these are actual styles, but not really. Yeah. Like they have to. So the same thing with sci-fi movies. They have to figure out a new monster, a new evil, a new alien. You know. And and also the the guy who made the monster was a guy named Paul Blaisdell who did. A lot of the monsters for the AIP movies, which mm-hmm. all most of these were, he did the she creature and uh, the little green men and stuff like that. Yeah, but, you remember? You know, you remember uh, saucer invasion of the saucer invasion of the saucer man. Those were like almost those were I- iconic before. Yeah, they like kind of made what we think of as aliens. Are little they? green men? Yeah. yeah, the little. I mean, the big headed. Kind of human, but a little bit smaller. You know, it, they were like so classic. And, and I mean, Blaze though was was paid like in the hundreds to do these things. Yeah, I know, know, dude. And they had the budget of nothing. They had the budget of nothing. The only yeah. good thing, the only thing about these Corman movies is they had good actors in them. They had for the before most part. they were. They had actors before yeah. they were actually actors. You know. Yeah, they were. And they, they were before good. they were star. Before they got big, they yeah. started out, but they were all good, believable. Even as even as unbelievable and cheesy as some of the hell, Jack Nicholson. Are. Uh, uh, you, Hopper, you go down the Martin list. Scorsese, he Francis had them Coppola. all. He had them all. In. All the young guys. And that yeah. leads me to believe that that I always admired um, Roger Corman. I, I, yeah. I still to this day, yeah. I admire him as a person for what he's done, what he's given the world. Because the, the age of these awesome movies, they're, it's gone forever. You know? Oh, God. The, yeah. the, the stuff, the people that try to make B movies now do the nudge, nudge, wink at the camera. And yeah, right, stuck. right. They yeah. suck, you know? These were honest movies that just didn't have a home. Well, the, or the, the or the grindhouses showed them, or the drive-ins. It was the drive-ins. Them, you know. They were made for like teenagers or for yeah. kids. And internet I, has destroyed that. Like on demand, yeah, and internet yeah. has ruined that wonderful thing. You know. I mean, I mean, basically, the guys at, a, at American International would come up with a campaign. Like they get a movie poster with them cool-looking monsters, sell it across the country to drive-ins or theaters. Goes, hey, look at this movie. You want to buy it? And they go like. Yeah, that's good. I'll book it. And they go, okay. Mm-hmm. Then they went back to Corman. He goes, okay, like we got two months. We need a movie. <laughs> it has to have four of these seven things that you see on this yeah. co- on this poster, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and to top it all, they would they would actually create the double feature so that way they wouldn't have to share the money with anybody else. They'd create the yep. A supposedly and the B supposedly. Yeah. You know? And they were mostly geared for teenagers because that's when the teenage. Uh, they discovered the teenage market back in the right. 50s or whatever. And it was uh, it was a different time. I, I You know, and part of me, I always pined for it because I love that stuff. I love the movies from that era. I, I realize it, they probably weren't that great, you know, or it wasn't that big of a cultural icon thing. No. And But it, but to me, looking back, it was very cool. 
Oh, you know, definitely. I mean, it has a very cool factor. They're bad, but they were done well. Usually they did as much as they could with what as little as they could, you and, know. And another thing, too, is that around the time, maybe a little bit after, with the monster magazine started coming out, like Famous Monsters and all that, mm-hmm, these, mm-hmm. these uh, creatures looked a lot better as stills than they did, like, moving. <laughs> yeah. They were created to look cool. When they had to move or do something, they were a little clunky. Right. You always you always can see it, and you also hear the, some of the background stories where yeah. they got into these, these monstrous things, and they had no line of sight, or they right. couldn't swim, like those damn lagoon people. Yeah, Those yeah. poor idiots. Like, you know, those were nobodies, and they were just dying in this suit that they were drowning in, but they had to swim... Four yeah. feet, yeah. just for the shot, and it, you know those suits were heavy and bad and uncomfortable, you know. So, you know, it, hey, they did a lot for film, for cinema, I mean, for cinema, they did a lot for the whole thing. Um, and the monster, the old monster stuff is crazy popular now. Oh, sure, you know? yeah. Um, I don't know if it ever went away. It's no. always been a subgenre, no. like a subgenre or a, I don't want to call it underground, but the people that like that like that. Still like you know, it. Too, and they yeah. they always will love the original Frankensteins, the original Wolfman. memories of yeah, nostalgia. Of um and, and and to go off on another tangent, mm-hmm. uh this week, which will be May 5th, I think Saturday, yeah. IFC uh-huh. is going to start playing on Saturday afternoons from like 12 to 3:30 drive-in movies. Oh, wow. This week they're going to be playing uh Frankenstein uh meets the space monster and Earth versus the spider. So if you have uh-huh. IFC and if Saturday afternoon set and it, your TiVo or whatever or it, be there, yeah, because it's going to be like a cool double feature, and before that you'll have some Three Stooges episodes. So it's just like the original, it's just not like the creature new one. feature back in the seventies. That's or whatever. so cool. Yeah, so. I love yeah, and maybe this probably falls on deaf ears because most people don't have the love or admiration for B movies and sci-fi movies, you know. Yeah. But if you're listening to Slow Robot a Go Go, you probably you, should. you probably should at least know some of the stuff we're talking about and watch it and you know enjoy yeah. it for what it is. Exactly, it doesn't have to be great. It it's doesn't like a have comic to make. They never make sense, but it's that's not okay. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 simple. It's fun. You got yeah. cool people. You got like a goofy looking monster. You know, and yeah. uh, it only lasts seventy minutes. So. Exactly. <laughs> Worst case is you're out seventy minutes. Yeah, that's um, it. So you know, you didn't you didn't like. Spend ten dollars to go see some like special effects CGI monstrosity, and then uh, come out going like, "What the hell was it? that?" Yeah, <laughs> I know that the inflated budgets on this stuff is yeah. baffling. Well, you know uh, what they're doing now, which I read, which it's a, they're doing it with the the Avengers and with something called Battleship that's just coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're premiering them in Europe before they get here so they can make back their money before they get to the U.S. So that way, if they, <laughs> they can make like 100, 200 million over there and it bombs here, they they don't lose anything. Because that John Carter movie, that Disney lost oh. mucho dinero. I they heard say. that they adjusted their budget. Or they adjusted the stockholders' really? money because of that. Wow, I didn't that's know no that. That's no shit. Yeah, that's crazy. 200 mil that thing cost. And I heard... People say it was a good movie, but then who the hell knows what it was? I didn't know what it was. Right, I don't know. Burroughs, yeah. 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 And uh, but the um, that's one of the things that's very disheartening. Now, you've known about the you you know people that are close to the industry or this kind of you know you know a yeah, lot of people. Yeah, sure. Um, I I of course had a TV show for about seven years, so I was on independent film shoots. I have a camera. I do shoots when people need a cameraman. You know, I know about the industry. It's disheartening because it's so cost prohibitive 
it's there are no more Roger Cormans. There are no more Tromas. If they are, they they don't even get noticed. Like it is such a like now you have to have a credit crawl of twenty million people and twenty million dollars up for those people. Yeah. You know. And it's insane. It's so cost prohibitive. They don't want people to make movies. Well, what happened with like the iconic, at least to a lot of people, Star Wars, is that basically it, that took the B movie and up the up the production value so high that the Cormans and all that couldn't never catch up with ILM and Spielberg. They basically made the B movie into what it is today, uh-huh. which is is a big CGI a monstrosity. Gigantic, yeah, a gigantic eye popcorn just. Yeah. What the hell? Sometimes you're like, I don't even know what I'm watching. It's kind of pretty, but, you know. Yeah, Avatar or whatever. You yeah. know, it looks nice, 3D, this and that, and the other thing. But the reality is that it's it's dad is stuff like it conquered the world. Right. Well, that's, yeah. I mean, they the, most of those guys grew up watching they all kind of, did. this kind of stuff, you know. They all did. Every one of them did. I mean, Spielberg for sure, Lucas for sure, watch, watching uh, Flash Gordon serials. and Oh, watching, the Burn em Up Barns. Yeah, you know, like, like that kind of stuff. But yeah. he he he's very um, re- Indiana Jones. Some parts of that are very reminiscent of that kind of wackiness. You know, uh-huh. uh, so. yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, Indiana Jones is like a Republic serial. Almost. Yeah, it might as well be. It might as well be, but like with the <laughs> Without, production with, values, with less crystal skulls. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know but I like the movie, but boy, did he look old this year. That that, that last Indiana Jones. Oh, I never like, saw it. I didn't know. Oh, he's like in his sixties. He's kind of yeah. I mean, it's funny. He's playing Indiana Jones, but he really should be playing Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones's dad, who yeah. who uh, Sean Connery was like twenty years ago. And Sean Connery's like, I'm done with that role. Yeah, Sean Connery should be playing the Mummy now or something. John, John, but no. I love him though. He's Sean pretty... Connery should be playing Zardoz too. Oh, Zardoz! <laughs> oh, they... oh. <laughs> that is the greatest movie ever, dude. That uh... is so funny. That freaking red spandex thing he's got going on with a ponytail. And... He he'd set out to destroy his Bond image, and he sure did with that movie. There's <laughs> he no going back. a lot of image with that. <laughs> anyway. And, and, uh, and, and, and wait a minute, but uh, the thing with a stupid me, up until like a 10 years ago, I never saw the movie, but I remember reading about it. I had no idea Zardoz, okay, whatever. But somebody said, yeah, Zardoz, Wizard of Oz, and I was like, Oh, I get it. The big head. Oh, yeah. The, Whatever. That, that movie is straight up crazy. Seventies, you know. You but we're not talking about the drugged out seventies. We're talking about the alien invaded fifties. So yes, yes. let's get back to on track here. Now we've been talking about with great admiration about the sci-fi genre, the B movies uh, from the fifties, which was height of the. You know the red, the, scare. the red scare. Well, not the height, but it was pretty damn good. Yeah, you know, it was, it was McCarthy. It, yeah, the McCarthy era. So nuclear. There, you know, there the, is uh, always the that bomb. that overtone. It's a, in the in the Japanese movies that I love, in the sci-fi movies from that era. Everything it was just affected by that whole thing. So now we have. Let's go over. Let's let's talk about the nuts and bolts of this movie a little bit. We you know instead of the background. So we have Peter Graves, who is um, Anderson. Nelson. I think. Nelson, that's right. Uh, he's he's a the very first scene. They're in their lab coats with sidekick one, two, and three, mm-hmm. and he's Peter Graves launching a satellite. And they're launching a satellite in in the air, and they're kind of going through the the the, the pre-launch BS. And it's very apparent that they're they're firing up uh, you know a satellite right away. Um, cut quick cut to a room with like a commander 
mm-hmm. and a very infuriated Bright Eyes yeah. and, <laughs> and um, Mr. And- Anderson. Anderson. Yeah, he's Anderson. Yeah. Dr. Anderson. And Dr. Anderson and uh, some just Tweedledum. I don't know, just some guy. I don't even know who he was. He was just yeah, like some, some sidekick bra- three. Army brass or yeah. whatever. I don't know. And Lee Van Cleef is basically going ape shit, <laughs> saying that all the other planets are watching us. And if you launch this, you're going to ca- cause the end of the world. I mean, that, gonna, was, the, that was the gist yeah, of it, right? Yeah, they're going to come and I mean, invade us or something. Yeah, they, he's like, they've been keeping us out of the air. Uh, I think his direct, he said, they've been keeping us out of the air for for all these years. And if you launch a satellite, you know, that's going to be it for us. Right. And they were like, well, you're obviously insane. And <laughs> you, in eight seconds, that satellite's going to be in the air. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. they kind of duped him. They scheduled that meeting the same time as the satellite, so he couldn't do anything. Like, I don't know what one guy's going to do to a satellite launch. Like, you yeah. know, you get, but whatever. So, yay, the satellite goes off. And then the next scene is Peter Graves and his wife um, having dinner with Lee Van Cleef uh, and, and his wife, Beverly Garland. Beverly Garland, which was a very smoking hot Beverly, Beverly Garland. Garland yeah, yeah, she was very pretty. Nice I was, sweaters. I was like, Wow, who? What? <laughs> like you know, like I, like I didn't, I'd never seen her like looking that that sexy or that like. I mean, not that she was never, she was never ugly, but she was kind of like momish or kind of later right? on. Yeah. yeah, like I only remember her being more of the mom figure, more of like, oh, here's my wacky aunt kind of thing on a yeah, TV. Yeah, my three sons or Brady. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, yeah. Well, that's not how she looked in this movie. No, <laughs> I was she like, was sexy. Damn, Lee Van Cleef, what are you doing with the Venus? Uh, or, yeah, or no, what she's no, doing no. with you, you crackpot. <laughs> Exactly. So she's obviously very uncomfortable because Lee Van Cleef is going into his shtick. And she, I got the feeling from this conversation that she was like, you've alienated, you've alienated us from everyone. Yeah, right. You're going to make me lose my only one real friend in the world. Like, it's obviously that the two, the two wives were friends and the right. two husbands were. Yeah, they're friends. They were friends or at least professional. Yeah. You know, yeah, with yeah. each other. You know, they knew each other. They knew each other's work, whatever. Scientists. Yes, back then that they just like the pipe smoking, lab coat wearing scientists. They didn't have to do anything specific. They just were scientists, and that was good enough for everyone. Sure. And um and it, and she was Beverly was very um like Tom, you know, stop saying yeah, this, you know, kind of like gritting like, her teeth and ready to huck something at him. And it was to say, you know, stop. Right. I mean, because she she knows if he goes into this shtick about Venus. It's like, dude, you're on something. What's yeah, exactly. You're, he, she's going to lose her one friend. But yeah. but guess what? That doesn't stop him. Yeah. So then he takes Peter Graves into the next room to show him his radio equipment. Like his his uh, his mega ham radio. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that was one hell of a ham radio. System. Oh, yeah. So what, now at this point, uh, go ahead. Yeah, well, he's, she's, he's playing them like some like humming noises and, and and Peter Graves is like what's this some distortion or something <laughs> exactly well, you, he's like you uh, tune, it, tune it better so we can get the station right or whatever he goes no no this is my pal from Venus here he's talking and, and at that point I'm, I'm thinking to myself okay so you're talking to the guy from Venus how the hell do you know what he's saying yeah and this guy's yeah he like he, he, he understands not, these humming yeah, noises. It's not saying anything. It's just like going, and this is the point where you're like, okay, is this guy just nuts, or yeah, is this right. or is this real? Like, it's very well written. Uh huh. Because Peter Graves takes his wife and says, okay, well, bye, and they just drive off, and then yeah, you know, and then Beverly can start saying, you know, you're an idiot, basically, and that like that's the end of the scene. And well, before that, no, what happened was before that. 
um, he's showing them the uh, radio, and he's That's like, right. the broadcast. All of a sudden, they get a phone call, and all of a sudden, it's like, hey, uh, the satellites uh, disappeared. Yeah, he says, it's for you. And then, and then Peter yeah. Graves comes over, and he's like, oh, my God, the satellites disappeared. So it's Peter t- Graves takes off. Yeah, he's like, oh, I got to go. And, and, and at that point, um, you know, Lee Van Cleef is like, yeah, see, you know, see, I, yeah, told you. I told you. I, yeah, right. Cause, and that was like two months later. Yeah, it like, was two it, months it later. It was like, because yeah. he said, oh, two months later. It yeah. didn't say two months later, but they were like, oh, you know, Peter Graves said something like, oh, well, the, the satellite's been up there and doing fine for two months. Exactly, exactly, like yeah. See, back in the olden days, they used to say things instead of like typing it really big and yeah. neon across the bottom. Like, <laughs> you know, you, you could catch things by listening instead of like just, you know, so that was a different thing. Right, right. Um, yeah. So, okay, so... Peter Graves is like, oh, I got to go. I got to go to my lab, you know, whatever. Right, right. And so he goes back to the lab, and I guess when he gets there, it's like, oh, the satellites, the satellite, we picked it up, the satellite seems to be okay. But in the meantime, uh, I think it's Lee Van Cleef is talking to his buddy, and apparently the buddy hitched the ride on the satellite. Yeah. So the guy from Venus, uh, the, the alien from It. Yeah, It. It basically, because <laughs> yeah. they, they said something to Peter Graves on the phone, like it made a 90-degree angle. Yeah, that's like, right. Like the satellite just like went sideways. That's right. And yeah. disappeared. And they're like, huh? And what happened was, um, you know, the, the the thing from Venus got on this satellite and said, okay. And then he, now he rode it down to the ground. And it crashes. It crashes to where um, Lee Van Cleef kind of told him the things that he needed. Uh, this The creature needed a specific oh, that's right. environment, like a cave environment. It had to be certain degrees. It had to be kind of wet. Yeah. Uh, which we find out later. But so, okay, now it turns out, turns out that Lee Van Cleef is kind of in cahoots with, with the alien. Like, he's a traitor. He's treacherous. Well, you know? he, he goes into his spiel about, you know, this creature will be great because we won't have any emotions and there won't be any sadness and there won't be right, any right, right. anything. And when they take over, it'll all be peaceful and wonderful yeah. and great and everybody's going to be happy. And then his his hot wife keeps on saying, but what about love? And yeah, what about right. this? And what about that? Like, she's like, don't you get it, you idiot? You yeah. know? Um, and he's it, like Mr. Brainiac. He doesn't get it. Yeah, he's like, no, no, we'll have none of that. Yeah. So, yeah. So now, this is the first time. Now the creature's on Earth. Yeah, he's on Earth. And then, like, remember the power. Peter Graves is driving back home and the power. That's right. Three the car o- dies. 303. 303 in the afternoon. 303, yeah, right. 303 in the afternoon. Everything on Earth shuts down. Shuts down, including his car, but he doesn't know it. Yeah, and water, watches, everything. Yeah. Like this creature, just, this creature just shuts it down. Now they don't say the whole world, but you interpret it. Yeah, as you yeah. interpret it as the whole world, because everyone's like, oh, I don't know yeah. what's going on. So yeah, that's right. So his car breaks down. He thinks it's just his car, and she goes. His wife goes, "Hey, um, my watch is dead too. You know what's going on?" But in the meantime, I think. Uh, Van Cleef was in cahoots with the monster, and he says, well, yeah, well, you've got those uh, brainwashing devices. Right. So, uh, Here's my list of eight. Yeah, yeah, he, right. He gives yeah. him a list of eight people that yeah. are key figures to don't kill, take over. Yeah, right. And they never make it clear if they're killing. Like... No, no, not, not at that point. Yeah, not at this point. No, but I mean, even, even like later, I don't know if they're going to kill them or just keep making the things to to take over. But anyway, so this monster, you just see like the bottom of it and like, he's like crapping them out. Yeah, yeah. He's crapping them out. And there's just like these little, there's like a few like bat like creatures yes. kind of, they were very, they're very reminiscent of without warning. That's right. Without warning, um, from the eighties or 1980, 
had the same type of thing. And that was um, kind of what the inspiration for Predator. Yeah, right. But the alien see how it all, it's all one big tapestry. Anyway, yes. so, <laughs> so, so these things that look kind of like bats, one of them comes up and like clocks a, a, a police chief police in the back chief. of the head. Right. Nailed. And, and it, you know, the guy's like, oh, I'll help you push this car. And he falls down. Right. He kind of shakes his head. He, he quietly gets back up, lifts up the bat thing, and throws it into the garbage can. Right. What it does is this thing just delivers like these two little prongs in the back of your neck that put it un- put the person under control of the monster under control of it. So it is taking over the world. It's conquering the world. Right. So and again, and, and uh, then the 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 bat tries to uh, bite Peter Graves, but he's like throws a rock at it or something. Yeah, yeah, that's off. right. They're walking because they, they're, they're driving, walking. They're leaving at Cleve's house. Yeah, they're walking there because he's like, oh, it's only hundred miles or whatever. Yeah, whatever. So yeah, so they're walking and. His wife is swooning. Oh, it's so hot! Yuck, yuck, yuck. Yeah. And um, and at this point, the the cops taken over, and the colonel, the colonel, the colonel gets taken right. over. See, like there's like an army kind of. Oh, and the, one of the only distractors from this entire movie, they had um, the colonel sent a platoon of eight guys off <laughs> into the woods. March. And just kind of like, oh, just go. Yeah, after he was bitten. Yeah, 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 after he's bitten. He's kind of like, just just go walk around or whatever. Yeah, and these and, are goony guys, too. Oh, my God. The, the one guy is uh, is from, uh, oh, what, Jonathan Hayes from uh, uh, the one with the Eat Me, you know, the incredibly, the, um, oh, I can't remember what the title of it now is. And Dick Miller, the other actor. Is oh, like, Feed Me Seymour? Seymour, yeah, you know, from... Uh, Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm so bad with title. It'll come to me in a second. The other guy, Dick Little Miller, Shop of Horrors. Little Shop of Horror. And the other guy, Dick Miller, was like in every AIP movie. It seems like. Oh, okay. Bucket of Blood. It was uh, that was his. Uh, well, you know. this the 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 shtick. They're the comedy release. The shtick was unto- intolerable. Like it it was. Yeah. It wasn't. It was just like, what the hell are you doing here? Like. If they're walking, the the one guy's dragging a gun by the by the barrel, and if if they're marching, he puts a banana in his pocket to show somebody something. Like he 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 was just doing this. Yeah, Jonathan's playing a Mexican. For yeah, him. like this Mexican guy, and he starts breaking into Spanish, and you're like, and he's like English, Jose English, yeah, you know, and he's yeah. like, oh, I saw comic this, relief. I saw this bat, and uh, it, it was tragic. That was the only thing in this movie that I was just like, hmm. Don't, they, they had don't, an important part at the don't end. Don't do that. Movie. I, I, yeah, I know. I know that's why they were there, but whatever. Yeah. So. So anyway, uh, so now the now they start rounding folk up, which invaders are known to do. So they start. They 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 tell the the town. There's the commies. Like the commies. Yes, the commies are coming. Run to the safe zone, and they tried to do one of those panicked like run from Godzilla scenes. Yeah, right. right. But it kind of didn't. That didn't, enough people. that didn't have enough people and it didn't like work. Like right. the kid was crying and I was waiting to for to see the trampled teddy bear or dolly. All right. But she picked up the doll and they kept running and she's like, Oh, come on. You know, like there's certain shots that have been used so much they're over they were cliche in the fifties and we've been seeing them since the fifties, so you know. But it was um it was okay. I mean it was good. They were running, you know. And and then they round up. They tell the scientists yeah. that they have to go, and uh, they're gonna like keep them in a yeah, in an area. There. They lock them away. They're staying. They lock them away. There. And so that's the plan, supposedly. Yeah, that's the plan. And, and then Peter Graves is on his way over to leave. They're walking. Yeah, 
to Lee Van Cleef's house. And Lee Van Cleef is the only one that has power. Wow. Right, his yeah. His car works. Water. Everything's fine. Water works. Everything's fine. Yeah, That's yeah. his reward for being a, a, a pigeon. A, a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's the prison snitch, so he gets the, you know, yeah. he gets the extra cigarettes. For being a traitor to <laughs> humanity. <laughs> Thanks, jerk. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, they so basically um he goes back to the house and like Lee Van Cleef tells him, "Hey, you know, here's the deal, the plan." Yeah. And like Peter Graves is like, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah, 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 he <laughs> he doesn't buy it at all. Yeah, he's like, like he's, "Are you kidding me? Come on." He's like, "You've been saying the same crap all these all these years, you know, he nobody believes him and yeah. no one ever will." And he's like, "I'll show you." Uh, yeah. So, so he goes, "Take me home. My car's broken." Yeah, okay. So he drives him home. And he no. goes, Oh, yeah, he drops him off. Yeah, he drops him off at the house. Yeah, yeah. he's like, all right, well, you know, see ya. And he drives yeah, away. He like, is. he just kind of goes. Yeah. And. Well, when he when he gets to the house, he goes in, nothing works, and he's like to his wife, you know what, I'm going to go into town and check and see what's going on. But since the car doesn't work, he's got to get on his bike. So yeah, he's right. on his little, like, you know, Schwinn or whatever. Yeah, he, he rides to the, um, he rides to the, his office right and in the meantime is while his wife's telling him oh bye honey and he goes lock the door everything like that as soon as he like takes off all of a sudden the bat the bat dude shows up yeah and for some reason that when they they didn't show they showed the bat getting everyone else they didn't show the bat getting her and also they added like an electrician electric sound like yeah the only one that when when it hit her there was like this weird sound effect and i don't i don't know if that was like they were testing it and they just forgot to take it out mm. or whatever. But there was like this weird like sound effect. Right, right, like she was yeah. getting electrocuted and you're like, what the hell? But they didn't show it. Everyone else they showed. Which, right. Which was weird because this is like kind of a particularly gruesome movie for this time. Yeah. Um, You see people getting shot. You see people getting strangled. Like choked the life right, out of them. Lady, yeah. Um, Like they don't generally... Movies from this time implied a lot more than they showed. To, so this was almost like, I think Corman was finding his exploitative root, exactly, roots. Like he yeah. was starting to see what works. How to compete against bigger budgets. Yeah, movies, yeah. Like showing more. Something whatever, that go, makes people go, violence. wow, you know. Yeah. Anyway, so so Graves rides his bike to the to the town t- to the town, or no, he goes to the um, that's where he gets to the colonel, right? No, he goes to town first, and that's where he's oh, that's seeing right. everybody running. And uh, there's a police officer, the one who's like, you know, under control. And he's telling also the old man, hey, it's time to go. And the old man says, I've been here all my life. I helped build this town. I ain't leaving. He's the editor. Yeah, right. He's the editor of the of the thing. So he's like, no, right. I'm, I'm the editor, man. I ain't going anywhere. Right, I, right. The paper's got to roll out for the Daily Herald. Right. So, yeah. So Officer Friendly goes, mm-hmm. all right, boom, you're dead. Yeah. He does the, 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 the hip shot and to the gut. Like, yeah, right. It's almost a point blank shot. Yeah, right. And in this scene is one of the funniest things where you can see an extra. Like an extra walks out behind the cop, like maybe 10 feet behind him, and then realizes he's in a shot and like jumps back. <laughs> so great. It's just like this big round dude in his suit. And you see him kind of go, yeah. and he like just jumps back. But uh, yeah, so, so he shoots this guy dead, the cop, who's under the control. And Peter Graves sees that, and he's like, whoa, this is biography. You're, I'm <laughs> Peter Graves. I don't, I don't know what you think you're I'm doing. I'm Mr. Phelps. Yeah, uh, he's like, you. I've known you for blah, blah, blah years, and blah, 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 blah. And you, you just killed a man in cold blood or whatever, you know. Yeah. So what does he do? Does he pistol whip the cop, or does he... Yeah, he, not, he, but he punches him, he knocks him out. 
Yeah, Peter Graves is a pretty good fighter he's for a being a scientist. Ass, I mean, yeah, he he can whip some ass. You yeah, know? yeah, he's not like a a wuss out scientist. He's, right. He's a pretty big guy too. If you saw how yeah. he towers over a lot of the people. Yeah, he is a big dude, but he always seemed like kind of gangly to me. Yeah, like kinda. he. I don't think he could. He'd have a good jab, maybe. Yeah, a good like, jab. Yeah. Uh, good you know, kick. A light heavyweight with a decent jab, he could get it by. Yeah, anyway, yeah, anyway, so yeah, he takes out the cop. And then he's like, well, I'm Peter Graves. And he drives away on his bike, and he goes to the military military installation for his lab. At that point, the, the colonel stops him and says, no, no, you, can't you read? You can't go in there. Right. And he's like, oh, okay. And he's like, I'll give you a ride. And then they throw the bike in the back of the Jeep, and then Peter Graves, as he's sitting there, goes, hmm, uh, you, so your your car <laughs> works, yeah? And he goes, yeah. And he, and he dupes the colonel. He goes, oh, don't, hadn't you better move that rock? And the colonel goes, oh, yeah, what rock? And then he stands up, and then... Peter Graves takes out the colonel. Like, he, he, like, pistol whips him. Yeah. And I'm like... That's two pistol whippings in yeah. a row. <laughs> I'm like, wow. I sure hope, my, like, our colonels don't get duped that easily. <laughs> like, I, I hope my, like, the army... Is a little like, more, like, like, on the ball. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want my colonel to be like, F that rock and spit, and then, like, put a cigar out on the on the dash and drive yeah. over whatever's in front. Not yeah, so much right. the standing up and getting pistol whipped by Peter Graves. Yeah, right. So anyway, so then Peter Graves drives off with the Jeep and the and the bike. He has the bike yeah, in the back of the, the Jeep. Yeah, the bike and the Jeep, yeah. And this is one of the scenes where you can see the Jeep has a no riders sign, and then it doesn't, and oh, then it does, and then it doesn't. Like, over on the passenger side, you can kind of see what shots they had to pick up, because the Jeep doesn't have that no riders sign for, like... Oh, I didn't notice Like, that. it goes away for a good section in the middle when he goes home. Yeah, and then it comes back when he's driving towards the, when he's driving back again. Like it's back. Right, again. right, yeah. That's when it comes flying up to shoot the monster at the end. The, the no rider sign is back on for some reason. You're like, oh, oh. god, so, that's awesome. Yeah, I noticed that. It, the, the weird thing is, it it it's a very distracting sign. That's not one of those that's hard to see. Like the <laughs> no rider sign is right there and kind of framed, and you're like, um. <laughs> Hmm. Okay. Uh, uh, they got past me. Am I supposed to be looking at Peter Graves or the no riding sign? Because right <laughs> now they're kind of both competing for my eye attention, you know. But uh, so anyway, he goes back and uh, at this gets point, gets home. Yeah, he gets home and what happens? His, his wife's sitting there. She's like, "Oh, I just got out of the shower, looking good." You He's know? Like, huh? Shower, eh? <laughs> uh, she's like, "Yeah, I just got out of the shower. Look, I'm gonna go for a little walk." Uh, but in the meantime. I got something for you. And he goes, oh, yeah, what the hell is that? And it's like, oh, she's got the bat creature. Yeah, she she produces, like, she doesn't produce. But she behind just, her back, she's like, yeah. check it out. Here's one of those flying yeah. bat deals for you. Yoink. And so she, she, take, like, she, she, she goes for a walk. And Pete, Pete, Peter Gray is a badass in this dude, movie. Dude, he is. Okay? Good, things that, good thing that scientists are such good fighters. I'm telling you, man, they have to be. Lee Van Cleef is a badass, too, after, yeah. you know, once he went into the West, he became, like, a real... <laughs> I'm giving up this life of science and getting on a horse and killing people. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, go, go get him, bright eyes. You, you, do your, you do your deal. So, anyway, uh, I guess Pete uh, fights the little... That, that, that bat creature didn't have any luck with him. He tried to bite him, I don't know how many times. He eluded yeah. him, threw the rock at him, and in this case, he spears the little bat. Yeah, he picks up a fire poker and ka-chunk right to the wall. Right in there, man. Yeah. And then, this is a scene that I wasn't expecting. This I is the jaw this. dropper of yeah. the movie. Yeah. Anyway, after he's done uh, killing him, wifey comes back, and uh, she's like, so, everything's okay? And he goes, yeah. And uh, he just looks at her, and he goes... Boom! Shoots her right there. Yeah, he shoots his wife, dude. I mean, he didn't even... he didn't even. The thought never crossed his mind that maybe she's under control, but it could be fixed or anything yeah. like that. It was dude, just there like, is boom, none of dead. that. He is hardcore. 
Hardcore. Dude, he is, he's, he's like thug, thug Life. He has that, that Thug yes. Life thing on his stomach, yeah. like in that little half moon. Yeah, right. If you, listen, if you looked on Peter Graves' stomach, that's what he has. He's like Thug Life. At this point, we know Peter Graves believes everything is true. Before, he was kind of like ambivalent. <laughs> Either that or he's it. just a mass murderer, yeah, you know, one, one or the other. So, yeah. So, at this point, now he's like, now I'm really pissed off. Yeah, he's pissed off. And he's going to go to Lee Van Cleef's house. But the phone rings. Right, it's Lee Van Cleef. Because he's, why'd you kill the the communication? The, con- the communicator, the controller. The communicator, yeah. The yeah, whatever they yeah, call it. Yeah, whatever. It, it is. was something like that. Communication unit, controller unit. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you know, I whatever he says, I fight for me. He does yeah, the, right. The yeah. Rocky, he, he does the Rocky Four thing. I fight for me, for me. And yeah. then, uh, and then Lee Van Cleef's like, well, don't you get it, you idiot? Because he only made a certain amount. He only made eight of them. Yeah. Oh, he doesn't tell him that. He's like, well, come over to my house and we'll talk about okay, it. Okay, yeah, yeah. He and lures then, him to the house. And in the meantime, while he's driving, Lee Van Cleef and his wife are having like a fight. Right. You know, the emotion versus, you know, intellect fight and this and that and the other thing. <laughs> nature versus nurture. Yeah, and she goes, you won't love me anymore. He goes, and no, nature wins because of those freaking gigantic puppies under her yeah, sweater. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, whatever you say, Beverly. Yeah, and... and, and <laughs> <laughs> the sky's green and up is down. Whatever you say, honey. You know, but anyway. As long as afterwards we have a little bit of fun, it's all good, you know? So anyway, I guess in the middle of the conversation, he spills the beans to her where the monster is in the cave. Yeah, he does. Yeah, so she knows where the monster is at this point. And he and at the also, he's preparing to shoot his friend. He's preparing because Peter Graves, he doesn't know Peter Graves got a gun, but he's preparing to kill him because yeah. that's... You know, he's got to, he's, he's, he's already subservient to the alien, so right. he's got to do, He has to know. do whatever it says. And yeah, right. So he goes over to his ham radio, and he sets down his Winchester repeater. Yeah, you right. Know, he has, like, this, this old Western gun, like a Which rifle. Which he used later in The Good, The yeah. Bad, and The Ugly. Yeah, exactly. They, they didn't have any budget. This was, That was actually the, the Lee, prop. Lee Van Cleef just walked around with that gun for yeah. a, a period in the 50s and 60s, and it was yeah. a real gun. He just used it whenever yeah, he, he wanted to. Yeah, used it. Yeah, yeah. He shot so, up squirrels uh, and stuff like that. People. Yeah. If you didn't people. stop, if you, if you cut him off, he just shot your tires out and kept yeah. going. It was yeah. legal back then. Yeah, so, so anyway, yeah. Peter, Peter Graves ends up going to the house, right? Oh, and one of the funniest things... Let me let me. I'll tell you this yeah, one. Yeah, let yeah, me. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay, Peter Graves gets out of this car and goes into the front door. Beverly, the, yeah, the, right. Beverly's <laughs> wife walks past him w- carrying the gun and just takes the car and leaves. Like, not her car, not her gun. She's so pissed off she doesn't even care. Like yeah. she's just like because she yells into the microphone, "I'm coming, I'm coming for you." Yeah. You know, she, she, she's that's badass. What, that's man. a rock, Rocky. Rip that off. Like, yeah. I'm coming for you. You know, that's what she said. She's like, you son of a bitch, I'm coming for you, and I know where you are, and I'm coming to kill you. Yeah. So she yeah. takes Lee Van Cleef's gun, and she takes Peter Graves' car, and she's like, by the powers of grace, call, and that's it, and she drives. She you know, drives. she's going mm-hmm. in very sped-up film to kill, yeah, right, to right, kill the yeah, monster, because yeah. those cars don't go that bad. No, no, those old Ramblers <laughs> or whatever, Edsel's or whatever they were. They weren't that. Yeah. I actually knew a guy back in the day who had one, and the thing had the... Uh, the whatchamacallit, the transmission was buttons that you hit on the oh, dashboard. Oh, that is so badass, I actually dude. saw one of those. That is so cool. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love it. I, I I would do that now. I would do I that to my truck. Now, I, I know. You know, put a neutral bump. <laughs> You're like, push, ba- Click. push button age, baby. Click neutral. What do you <laughs> think about that? Yeah. <laughs> Reverse. <laughs> <laughs> the one that says R, that's reverse, baby. <laughs> so anyway, and that, like a racing lockout would be like a little thing you lift it up, then hit reverse. You know, like it would be like for racing. Anyway, all right. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> we digress. So back to reality. Anyway, so yeah. So so it turns out Beverly is more hardcore than anybody. She's the badass. Yeah, she is. She was flaming like crazy hot. You she's know, gonna, she was she's, so mad. She's on her way to save the world. Yeah. 
And she didn't need no stinking man. No, mm-hmm. no, hell no. She'll, she'll, she'll bring home the bacon and fry it up in a pan. Hell yeah. She doesn't care. Hell yeah. And if you know that reference, you're old like me. <laughs> anyway, so she goes... Well, she goes to the cave. Yeah, and, and, and meanwhile... The two, the two guys are talking. The two guys, yeah, the two guys are fighting. And and uh, Peter Graves actually gets through to him. Yeah, he does, yeah. And, and Peter Graves finally gets through to him. And, you know, Lee Van Cleef's like, well, maybe... We can go and do this. All of a sudden, they're hearing the uh, out of the, the the machine. His ham yeah, radio. His ham radio is her, still on. Her screaming because she's she's confronted the monster in the cave. She's yeah. gone inside the cave. She's yeah. confronted the she's monster. She's shooting it. You know. She's shooting. She's going. I'll see you in hell or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know. And the monster's like three feet tall, but he's impervious to bullets. I yeah, guess. and you know what? The that this is the first time when you see this thing, and you're like, wow. Yeah. I don't know how to feel about this. Yeah. It's a tiny little. It looks like the ghost from Pac-Man. Right. But it's a squid form, and it has long lobster lobster claw arms. Yeah. And it like has like a snaggle tooth. Yeah. <laughs> it has like one snaggle, pointy snaggle tooth from the bottom, and you're like, huh, what the <laughs> hell am I looking at? Like at first, I, I think I rewound it the first time I saw this, and I was like, what the hell is that thing? And I'm like, is that Pac-Man? Is that Sigmund <laughs> and the Sea Monster? What am I looking at here? You know, and then, uh, yeah. but it, it kills. It kills her. It kills Beverly. I mean, she shoots the whole round Yeah, she, into she him, empties but... the gun into him. But and she's like, you know, she can't, she can't. And yeah, at this point, Sergeant Comic Relief sees yeah, this. Yeah, Sergeant Mexican hears he, like yeah, this. He goes in. And he goes, and he runs to get the troops. He takes a couple of shots and he can't kill the thing. So he goes and gets And he goes, ay, caramba. And he runs yeah. away. Yeah. And uh, and also, because he's heard this, now Lee Van Cleef is pissed off. Yeah. So, so they every, head off. Everyone's really angry at this point, you know. Oh, Get, and, and and Peter Graves says, I'm, I'll go take care of the people. And at this point, Lee Van Cleef says, okay, here's a list of people that are taking over. The people at the at the uh, yeah. the installation, the colonel, two of your assistants, and they killed one of the assistants in a very yeah. up-close and personal way. Yeah, yeah. Like the one girl, there was two lab assistants and one girl. And this girl wakes up from, from her sleep because they were locked in. And... Uh, she goes, oh, and he's like, would you make us some coffee? And she goes, sure. And she goes over to the cupboard, and that's where they put the the little bat creatures. And she screams, and the guy comes over and just chokes her to death. Right, right. That he was chokes her out. Too. He like, yeah, he kills her, and you're like, what the hell? Like, and, and, it, it, and meanwhile, his buddy's in the back nonchalantly talking on the phone. Yeah, he's like, something. oh yeah, so you know, we're, we're we're taking care of that. Next next stop, Washington. Yeah, exactly, as he says, like yeah. we're gonna get ready to go to Washington or whatever. Well, Peter Graves basically walks in and just hip shot all three of them. <laughs> he shoots the two guys and the colonel and just just walks away. Yeah, I think the colonel stays alive. The colonel's still alive. At this point, I thought of Zombieland. And it was like, don't be, always double tap. Like, yeah, zom- yeah, right. Zombieland says always double tap. Don't get stingy with your bullets. At this point, kill him. Yeah, right. uh, but Peter Graves, he's, he's Peter Graves. He doesn't care about it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, basically, he shoots them and he drives away. All right, so while Peter Graves wasting these guys, Lee Van Cleef, all he's got is like a blowtorch. Yeah, so and he, old school blowtorch. Old school blowtorch. It looks like a coffee pot. Yeah, right. And I like, I, I never saw, I never saw one of those old ones like that. And I was like, the hell is that thing? And he's like pumping it up. I'm like, yes, that's a propane <laughs> torch, dude. Nice. Go. <laughs> so he's heading off with the propane torch, and he's going to the cave, and like, right now at the cave, like everybody's there. The army's in there they go in they start shooting at the monster the monster like gets one of them and kills them and in the meantime officer assholes like uh there too i think you know and he's like you know it's going to see what you know i guess some either the monster's calling him or something but he shows up there right and then all of a sudden um lee van cleef shows up with the blowtorch yeah 
And he, he torches them. Yeah, he torches them. He, like, the just cop. lights up the cop. He, man. he, the, he okay. the cop, like, he's sneaking around, and he's being so, like, stealthy cowboy, you know? Right. And he just turns, the cop turns around, and he just torches him, lights him on fire, and the guy goes, ah, and he runs. Yeah, you know? yeah. And at that point, I'm thinking, and then Lee Van Cleef got in the car with his torch, and I'm like, why didn't you pick up the gun? Yeah. <laughs> but whatever, you know? Yeah, like, well, it, well, I guess he figured the monster wasn't, the the bullets weren't doing anything because his wife couldn't kill him. So he had oh, to that's something. true. Because I, I mean, I'm I'm of the thing. If I always think like, if a bullet doesn't kill him, just shoot more bullets. Yeah, well, you know what I, I mean, like if one doesn't, maybe a hundred will, well, maybe or maybe a thousand will, will. You know, yeah. something's gonna bother it at least. Yeah, but, flesh wound or, uh, at least or something. Get infected after about twenty hours yeah, of shooting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, green or something. So, so now now Lee Van Cleef is. He's yeah, this seen, is a battle royale. Yeah, the yeah. Army he, he's seen the, the light. He's <laughs> going there. He's he's now he's out for vengeance and he's screaming for vengeance. And every the the army guys are shooting like crazy and they're shooting at this three foot monster. And Peter you know. Graves is just standing there. I was like, I'm Peter Graves. I'll do whatever I want. You know, yeah. and they're like, You're right. You are. So then so, the, so the, the big Van, climax. Yeah, Lee Van Cleef goes and uh, grabs his trusty little uh, torch and just like <laughs> hits the carrot monster right in the eyeball. That's right. He just runs up and like goes. He just he, he him in says the something. He says something like, "I, I forgot." What he I said. forget. He was like, "Ah, oh, this, you know, you, you, I believed in you, and I yeah. gave you everything, and you ripped me off." And yeah, psh, yeah. And basically, it's like the coup de gras where Bright Eyes burns out his eye and kills him, and he starts like bleeding some yeah, like, Venusian blood out yeah. of his eyeball, and he kills uh, and yeah, and the, the monster has a death grip around his neck, yeah. and they both die. Yeah, you know. And, and, then, and then at the end, we'll, we'll hear Peter Graves' <laughs> Oh, my God. Speech. This is one of those things that, like, I don't know if he writes it into his contracts or if they just keep saying, let's see if we can write this. Let's see if he'll say what we write. I don't know. He, Peter Graves always ends his movies with some very stoic, odd little saying. Like, it's like an odd speech about men's humanity against man. And, yeah. And... This is no different. I have the sound clip, and that's what we're going to finish the show with. I'm going to drop that in just because I have to. Yeah. But <laughs> it just goes on. This is unfortunate. I couldn't find the long version because this thing goes on for like two minutes about how men's struggle will lead him against the thing and the tyranny. And the, and, and you're like, oh, my God, shut up, Peter. Yeah, but, right. But uh, I don't know. Other, aside from the comic relief and Peter's last hurrah, or I guess I'll call it, Last are off for chivalry. Uh, he, it's a um, very good movie. Fun. R- really fun, funny. Um, at times you're going to go, huh? Like, just not from not from broken, bad part, but huh, because you can't believe what you've just seen. Like, yeah. But but you can tell it was well written. Yep. It was well acted. It was shot very well. Now, again, the B-movie stuff. Don't look for the strings on the damn things flying around because they're there. Don't mind the... The the guy in the background, every like the extra kind of popping his head out or whatever. You know, right. understand that this was shot with a nickel and a wish for a nickel and a wish. You know what right. I mean? Like just let that go and watch it as a movie and enjoy it for what it is. The granddaddy of all the movies today. Oh man, it's so good. It's so funny. Yeah. And you know, you could sit there and watch Beverly for ninety minutes. Yeah. You'd, you'd, you'd be a happy dude. Yeah, I, you, I'd be. I'd yeah, be like, if, yeah. If you like her, you can see her in Out of the Earth. You can see her in the Attack of the Alligator People. I don't know if she did too many other genre movies after that. She probably did a couple, but those yeah. two specifically. She she and after that, ones. TV all day long. TV. Like like she she did she this this lady did a bunch of movies and then just just movies. My or three TVs, sons. My three sons, and then that was pretty much it. T 
TV, uh, TV, TV, you know, TV. Boris Karloff's yeah. Thriller, Twilight Zone, you name it. Yeah. She was on. I think I was looking at the credits in '56. She was in like nine or ten TV shows, and <laughs> like this movie and another Corman called Swamp. Uh, Swamp Diamonds or something like that about like uh, Louisiana Oh my women. God, she was in Swamp Diamonds. Yep, and she was also in The Gunslinger with uh, another great scream queen, uh, Allison Hayes. That was a couple. I of remember years later. Swamp Diamonds Swamp now. Swamp Diamonds, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was Corman's girlfriend, so she was getting all the. Well, oh yeah, just whatever. Whatever you know. <laughs> just getting whatever Corman had to offer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we're gonna leave it at that. <laughs> so anyway, um, thanks for listening to us. Uh, do you have anything else about the movie? Uh, just that this movie is not easy to find. It's it's only available on the VHS. I got it off a of VHS that I had bought in the 80s. I thought it was on DVD, but it's not. So definitely whoever's out there, really, you need to release this movie. That's can, amazing that it's not out there. You can get it, I think, uh, MST on an MST version of it. Oh, like they did it and then the original's on there, too? I don't know if the original's on. That's the thing. I think it's just their, uh, you know, uh, mm. goofing on it. Yeah. But, yeah, this movie definitely deserves, just for the... Just for the fact that it was in, it was released in '56, it's it needs to come out on DVD. That's surprising. Yeah, and, I looked. I looked through Amazon. They, I looked everywhere, and I, I was thinking, you know, if it, I was looking through my collection, and it actually made me like actually alphabetize part of my collection that wasn't done. Yet, so it's a good thing. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, but I did it. I did. Doctor Morbius has about 20 billion movies, give uh, or take. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he's been doing this since the uh, what? Since the, since, well, well, video since the 80s. Okay, so he's been doing this since the 80s, and he's yeah. not, never slowed down. We'll, no, it, never we'll, slowed we'll leave down. it that way. At no, that. getting worse as the years go go on. I'm know? considered like a maniac, and, and mine is a, is a joke compared to his. Like, Well, you're getting there. Nah, not even close, <laughs> man. So anyway, but yeah, definitely, um, if you can find it, find it. it. It is a great movie. I cannot believe it's not out there. Yeah, uh, definitely uh, maybe, MGM or whoever owns this really released maybe, it. Maybe... Um, some of these places have burn on demand now. I don't. And that's a real ripoff. But yeah. if you really want something, you can get it. You know. I mean, I've uh, they released some AIPs like uh, the Viking Women and uh, the uh, Colossal Man and all that. But this yeah. wasn't this wasn't released for whatever reason. I don't know why. Maybe it's held up. Maybe some maybe somebody wants too much money or something. Oh, maybe. But it definitely deserves to be released on DVD. And if you can't find it. You know, I, there's a VHS event on Amazon, but it's like 20 bucks for an old VHS. Yeah, you know? sometimes, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it's the one that I have it, that I bought back sometimes in like Sometimes, like, um, you, and you go out and you find this stuff. Like, a lot of times I try and find it on Laserdisc, because um, I don't have a VHS player anymore. I, I haven't for maybe 10 years. Um, right. So I, I ha- But I do buy things actively with Laserdiscs because um, the, the video quality is the same. It's just the audio track that suffers. But with a surround sound, you can bump it up enough. I mean, you know, you can hear it. It's not that it's terrible. It's just not going to get the treatment. It didn't have the compression for it. Right, yeah. Um. So, And a lot of that stuff did come out on Laserdisc. This uh, might have come out on Laserdisc. I, I have know. never seen it. I've, I've never heard or seen it. I think it was really only released... On VHS. On VHS, and that very It's a nice VHS. Man. I mean, that's where you got. I made you the copy. Yeah, of it, thank so you. It's a nice VHS. You know, he, he hooked me up, because I was like, huh. He, he asked if I had it. I was like, I saw it, but I... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I don't know where the hell I saw it or how I had oh, it. You on know? MST, probably. <laughs> no, I saw the whole thing. I watched you it, saw it without, when uh, I was in Korea. I saw it. You did? Maybe, maybe you, you must have given it to me on my uh, on my laptop. Yeah, laptop. Yeah. So anyway, all right. Well, that's all we have. Maybe we should go into. Uh, maybe we should do something. That, what do we want? What do we want to do for next week? I was thinking like Latitude Zero or the oh yeah, or the Mysterions. 
I love Japan. I love Japan. Well, everyone that knows me knows I love Japan, and I love the movies from Japan. Yeah, uh, yeah. And let's I, do that. I, at this point, I'm not ready to do a Godzilla yet, because you got your friend that's like the master of Godzilla. Yeah. So I kind of want to like do my homework, and maybe if we can hook up with this, with him sometime, yeah, maybe. um, and maybe one weekend when he's up, we'll do a special taping. Just we'll, we'll make it quick, so it's not. I want to hear what this guy has to say because he sounds like the wealth of knowledge. Yeah, he is. Like, I'm considered to know a lot about Godzilla, but I, I'll shut my mouth around him because he's, he's obviously at the, the higher level, you know. Well, yeah, uh, I mean, but... But, um, but Mysterions yeah, or Latitude Zero, we'll, we'll have to figure out maybe one of those. Japan, yeah, the H-Man, the Human Vapor. <sighs> There's so many good Gokiva, ones. Uh, Body Snatcher from Hell. Oh, my God, that movie is crazy. That's we talked creepy, about that last man. week, too. Yeah. That movie that, freaks me out, yeah. man. That is crazy. The Mushroom People. <laughs> the Mushroom People. Yeah, okay. Go, All right. Let's well, go to Japan anyway we're gonna go to Japan next week for you guys do me a favor and uh, send us some emails please at z-e-n-b-o-n-e at hotmail.com you can address it to Dr. Morbius or myself Mao small m capital O small w and uh, let us know what you think we should do next let us know what you like or don't like about the show and um, tell us what you think about Peter Graves and biography <laughs> there you, go. So, you got anything else, Dr. Morbius? That's it for me. Check us out on many of our online concerns and let us know how you th- what you think. All right. See and, you all next week. Wait, wait. Here's Peter Graves. And here's Peter Graves. He's not going to Japan like we are, but he's talking about humanity. Go, go, Peter Graves. You learned almost too late that man is a feeling creature. And because of it, the greatest in the universe.